everyone. This is Skylar Ford. Um, today's date is September 29th, 2020, and I'm here with Professor Cindy Tannis. And so we are going to go ahead and get started on the questions. And so, Professor Cindy Tannis, what is your career title? Currently, my title is um, I am a doctor. So, Dr. Tannis, uh, mm-hmm. I am an associate professor, and I am the program director for graduate physical education, adapted physical education, and sport management. Awesome. Okay, so what is your educational background like? Where did you get all of your um, degrees? Mm-hmm. Um, so I actually am an APU graduate myself. I entered APU in 1982 on a basketball scholarship. And during that time, I thought I was going to pursue a nursing field. But then I realized with the rigors of being an athlete, I was going to be unable to pursue nursing. But I still had quite an interest in the medical field. And Detoured right just a little bit, and I went into sports medicine, athletic training. APU had a brand new program, undergrad program at that time. And so I was able to earn my undergraduate degree in physical education and athletic training. And then I completed the national certification in 1986 and um, became a certified athletic trainer. During my internship time, we had to earn 1,800 hours. And so I had a variety of exposures in, oh, well. in athletic training. And I just loved the um, college athlete. That just kind of was my area where I really felt connected. I liked that area and also the elderly. But mm-hmm. I just felt like I wanted to stay with that college level. And so after I graduated, APU asked me to come back and be a graduate assistant, which meant that I worked a lot of hours, got little pay, but they, <laughs> but they paid for my master's degree. So then I earned my master's degree at APU also um, in physical education. Well, it was an education with an emphasis in physical education. And then I was done in 1988, and I started pursuing a variety of full-time um, athletic training positions a couple in California, a couple back east, and then there was APU again, and they said, would you please be willing to stay on full-time and be our program director and head athletic trainer? And I just thought, wow, there's (laughs) there's so much that needs to be done here. And I just really felt God leading me to stay put and to continue working because I actually was the first graduate through their program. So then from 1988 until 1997, I was the undergraduate program director and also the head athletic trainer and those were very exciting years a lot of hard work a lot of fun working with the athletes at APU and um, then in 1997 I had been married by then I had already had a set of twins and I was anticipating my son and my husband and I decided that I would take a leave and so I stopped working in undergrad but I continued to be an adjunct in the graduate program at APU, and then um, 2001 returned to APU. They asked me to now teach in the graduate program, and then in 2003, I entered my doctoral program, and all along when I was a head athletic trainer and when I was caring for athletes, 
I knew things were going on in their mind, but I didn't know what to do with it. So it felt like I was saying to them, hey, leave your head at the door, but come into the rehabilitation room and I'll take care of your body. So there really was a disconnect for me. And that's why I wanted to pursue sports psychology to really understand what goes on in the athlete's mind when they're injured and what are some of the strategies that I can use to, to help them holistically. Yes, that is also another reason why I saw your name and you saw and I saw sports psychology. Uh-huh. That's also an interest of me of mine too. So. Yeah, that's awesome. <laughs> Dr. Seville also is a sports psychologist, but his focus is more on the performance side. I utilize mm-hmm. more with um, injury re- rehabilitation. Mm-hmm. So it's it's a very broad field. Kinesiology is a very broad field. It is like putting up a huge umbrella over you when it rains and and that's nice it gives us a lot of options uh realize though it's an entry-level degree Mm -hmm. yeah that is another thing that i have thought about a lot Mm -hmm. and um i as you are talking about your story that is kind of similar to how i've always wanted to do like something in the medical field that i wasn't quite sure i'm also going to be an athlete too you are Um, yes i'm going to be playing water polo and so awesome (laughs) i'm gonna have a full load too but i mean yeah you are kind of opening me up to see that yes that this is an entry level um degree and it it requires a little bit more if I want to like go beyond this yes yeah but really Sky when we think of a a lot of our undergrad degrees can you think of any that is a direct undergrad to employment nursing is one of the rare ones Mm -hmm. accounting might be one of those rare ones right but more and more undergraduate degrees are springboards into Mm -hmm. other areas and yeah. I always encourage my students, because I teach at the graduate level, it's a fine line between getting experience and earning degrees. Mm-hmm. And you can't, you can't rush either one. It's a process. So like I'm 56 years old, okay? And I've been in this for a long time, and that has given me a lot of opportunity to earn the degrees, to get the experiences, right? And so I yes, want to yeah. encourage you right away don't feel like, oh man, I'm just not going to get anywhere. My son just graduated from the Kines program last year and he's seeing mm-hmm. his friends who are nurses. Yeah, they're, they're getting employed. He goes, darn it. I'm not getting employed. Well, you were, you're in kinesiology. He wants to go into paramedic. So he's mm-hmm. doing the next steps for that. And so you'll have to do the same, but don't be discouraged by that. That's just the nature of the field, but it, it yeah. sure prepares you. Like when I hear you say you want to go maybe PA Wow, it will prepare you so well because you will understand the body in a different perspective. Mm -hmm. You will understand Mm -hmm. how it moves and what is functional and what is dysfunctional and how to correct it. You're going to have a new lens on the body than if you were just, you know, going through a different, like a, like a biology degree Mm -hmm. to get to your PA. Yeah. And it's, it's funny that you say that. Cause I mean, when you look up for a PA, like kinesiology might not be one of the top like degrees to get into PA school, but I mean, that makes so much sense. Like you are looking at it from a different perspective and um, yeah, then a biology yes. or chemistry or whatever, yes. but yeah. So 
Um, what would you say was the most challenging part of your educational journey and um, what was the most rewarding part? Good question. You know, learning is not difficult. It really is. It's fun, isn't it? To learn new things. Mm-hmm. It's, it's yes. when we have to juggle that with all the other balls that we're juggling with. So like for you, you're going to be juggling water polo. You're juggling mm-hmm. now the disappointment and the challenge of distance learning, you know, and the longing to get on campus and to get into your dorm and meet your team. So that's the challenge. For me, it was um, finding the balance of work and home life, especially when I got married and I started having family. Before then, I was working 50, 60 hours a week. And I really, I was able to do it because I didn't have a lot of other commitments. But then when those other commitments came, then it was like, okay, prioritize now. Um, and that's with any job we have to we have to set boundaries so I think that would be the greatest challenge not the content Mm -hmm. the content yeah it's Mm going to be hard but your enthusiasm is going to propel you into the content and if it doesn't then I'd say okay reevaluate if this is the field that you want if you find that it's just so difficult and you hate to have to learn it then there might be something it might be there might be a disconnect okay Mm-hmm. I think the greatest uh, reward or the greatest um, benefit that I had from education is when I could learn it today and apply it tomorrow. And I, can, yeah. not mm-hmm. only with my athletes that I was taking care of, but for myself, for, for my wellness, for my mm-hmm. progress. And so um, I think you're going to find that too, being an athlete, you're going to learn these concepts in kinesiology classes that you're going to tuck away for someday when you work with your clients, but you're going to use right away for yourself. And, and that's yeah. what makes it so exciting. That really does. And I think that excitement helps you through those hard, difficult times where you're like, okay, I, this is too much of a good thing. You know, I'm just over it. And you're, and you'll get through that hump and you'll keep pursuing that degree that you need. Yeah. Yeah. That's so true. If you can, if you can use your athletic mindset, of grit and you know having people clawing on you under the water if you can use that mindset in academics you're going to do very well we find that athletes who bring that competitive spirit make really good students they they really do (laughs) yes i'm hoping i can carry that on to my academics too and i um, think you'll find it comes naturally it's just a part of it (laughs) Mm -hmm. you know yeah and um, so I know you mentioned the um, psychology part of your sports psychology. Yes. And I saw that in your um, bio, you like do treatment uh-huh. methods. Can you like explain that a little bit more sure. to me? So what we're finding is many of our athletes who might not truly be educated on the skills, the mental skills, they do it mm-hmm. because maybe they were exposed briefly or they've heard about it. So like when you see an athlete take deep breaths before, you know, they serve a ball or whatever, they're engaging in a mental skills, diaphragmatic breathing, which helps with focus and calming the sympathetic nervous system, things like that. Some of them will even engage in some mental imagery, either through the guidance of their coach or just because they know how to do it. So my goal with the mental skills training was to first find out what did the athlete already know and what was the athlete already using 
in their own treatment, in their own means of wellness. And then I would work off that to help them as they were going through their injury recovery. There actually is a grief process for an athlete, especially if the injury is substantial that they go through. It's, it's the grief of its loss, its change, mm -hmm. its disappointment. Sometimes it goes even into depression. So helping the athlete and realize this is normal. This is a part of healing and then helping them to work with their thoughts and their emotions as they go through the recovery. So it wasn't anything like, um, it wasn't segregated from the physical healing. It was a part of the physical healing. But first understand yeah. what did they already use? So let me give you an example. Some athletes before a game will crank up the music. Others would prefer to mm -hmm. sit in the corner and listen to something quiet. Why? Because they found out that that works for them. Some need to have a nap before a game. Others want an energy drink. You know, they're, they're trying mm -hmm. to figure out what they need before they participate. And so in some ways, they're dabbling with some mental skills. They're not even aware of it. And so part of implementing that psychology component is just being aware of what's going on in the athlete's mind as they're going through their injury and they're going through their recovery and being sensitive mm -hmm. to it. And then, you know, as Christ followers, then integrating the, the wellness principle, the spiritual wellness, praying with them, praying for them, letting them know that God sees them, you know, in, integrating that part. Yeah. That's such an important part of our healing. Um, so mm -hmm. it, it, it encompasses the mental skills perspective but in a holistic manner yeah yeah I find that like really interesting uh just recently I've been thinking a lot about like the psychology part of I mean I've always been interested in I've always thought medical field kinesiology mm -hmm. but then I've as I have like been through my classes a little bit already I have kind of thought maybe to try and go more into the psychological part of sports, maybe. And so this is just something that I've been thinking about a lot. Um, this is a, kind of a personal uh -huh. question uh, for me, but if I were to, like, continue my major in kinesiology and maybe minor in psychology, uh -huh. just to, like, dabble in that part, do you think that would help me, um, like, try to figure that out or... Should I like, I mean, of course, you, like you said, this is an entry level um, degree. So obviously I would have to pursue some more things after. But do you think it would be helpful to like minor in psychology while I'm doing kinesiology? That that is an approach. But when you're mm -hmm. telling me you're going into PA school, then. I mean, that's that's a it is thought. I, I'm just kind of trying to keep, sure. keep my options that's a great option. <laughs> okay, so let's say you're like, you know what? I really want to use kinesiology as a, as a PA. Then at that point, I would say, make sure you check what the prerequisites are for those schools mm -hmm. and take as many of those science classes as you possibly can. I would probably yeah. recommend that rather than just a standalone minor in psychology. You mm -hmm. could, though, take classes. So in the graduate program, we offer a class called sports psychology. It's offered in the summer. 
um, and you would find it mm -hmm. to be really, really interesting. And maybe you have room in your degree completion plan to take that one graduate class from the program that I direct. Mm -hmm. that, that will at least open your eyes to it and get you some really good readings and considerations with it. So you, either way is good, but hopefully you're getting some financial aid because you're an athlete. So you really want to, yes, good, I am. good for you. You really want to utilize that. <laughs> You really want to use that money yeah. wisely. Mm -hmm. And so if you're really thinking PA, then get as many of those prerequisites so that when it comes time for you to do the next steps for PA school, you'll say, wow, in my undergrad, not only did I did, did a, get a degree, but I completed another nine mm -hmm. units of prereqs, you know? Yeah. So yeah. That, would, that would be my recommendation yeah. to you. Mm-hmm. Thank you. And um, so I just have two more questions left. But um, so what would what is your favorite uh, course to teach at Azusa? And wow, why? that is a good question. <laughs> oh, man. Can I say all too many? To so, so I teach decide. the olders. I teach the graduate students and I mm -hmm. love the graduate students. I also like the undergrad. This is fun just talking to you. But what the graduate student has is, well, besides gray hair and receding hairlines, they've got years of ex experience. And so now they're coming back to earn mm -hmm. the graduate degree. And now they're aligning those experiences with new learning. And it's really exciting mm -hmm. to see those aha moments. Um, they've been working already now, and now they're ready for promotion. Maybe they want to do, you know, something full-time in coaching. Maybe they want a junior college teaching position. So I, I don't know if I can say I have a favorite class. I have those classes that come mm -hmm. easy to me. Teaching sports medicine, I, that comes very, very easy mm -hmm. to me. But what, regardless of the class, it's when I make connections with my grad students and they have those aha moments like, oh, that's what I've been doing in coaching. And now I know why it works because I just learned this new strategy in, in coaching and connecting with my student athletes in this way. So that's my favorite. Yeah, That's my favorite. Uh, um, <laughs> but probably to teach sports awesome. medicine is very simple for me because it's my mm -hmm. background. Um, but I, yeah, I teach, I teach the health sciences. I teach that one and I teach, um, the thesis of the capstone classes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Awesome. Okay. And my last question is any, do you have any last advice for college freshmen in the kinesiology oh, department? That is such a loaded, why don't you just come down and we'll get coffee and we'll just talk about that. <laughs> I know. If, yeah. if you could sum okay. it up. Into... Um, <laughs> yes. Yes. Okay, Skylar, here's my recommendation. You know how we schedule events because um, we're going to go out with friends or we have a wedding we have to go to or whatever. You need to mm -hmm. approach academics the same way. You need to take your Google calendar and say, okay, on Monday, I have these classes, but in the afternoon, I've got a block of two hours. I'm going to do my research for my writing class during that mm -hmm. time. And literally, you're going to take every class and every week, and that's going to be a, your approach. You are going to schedule mm -hmm. your study time. If you don't, you won't get to it. And especially yeah. as a college athlete, your time is going to be pulled and thinned in all directions. 
So you just, you <laughs> yes. have to do, I do that for myself. I make my little list and I know mm-hmm. what I need to get done today. You, by the, by the way, we're on the top of my list. Yeah. But I know <laughs> what I have to get done today, what grading I have to do, what, what communication I need to do in Canvas, what Zoom sessions I need to arrange with my students for Thursday. And I have to achieve, achieve those. And so, again, use mm-hmm. your athletic competitive mindset in your pursuit of your classes. And I know the learning curve is steep. You know, here you think you're going to be on campus and instead you're on Zoom and everything else. But hopefully now you're starting to get a little bit more accustomed to it. And so now instead of being reactive, be proactive. Mm -hmm. See the difference? Yeah. Yeah. And we know as athletes, reactiveness in play is not near as good. It's defensive. Being proactive is offensive. And that's the approach mm-hmm. you need to take to your studies. You're going to enjoy it a whole lot more. When you when you watch surfers mm-hmm. do their thing, do you surf at all? Me neither. Uh-uh, yeah, no, me I've neither. But if we watch them, <laughs> when they catch a wave, are they behind the wave or in front of it? They're in, every time, <laughs> every time. They will never catch yeah. that wave if they're behind it. And I think that analogy works so well. That's, yeah, that's you really will always <laughs> be behind the eight ball, behind the wave, if you do not be proactive in your studies. Okay. Mm-hmm. That was a really that was good, a really good analogy. I'll entice you to uh, surf. My second recommendation is <laughs> you are in a program that has amazing faculty and they love to mm-hmm. work with students. And so utilize them. Ask them questions. Say, hey, can I be a TA for you sometime when I get older? Um, be mm-hmm. be um, assertive in your learning and utilize the knowledge and the care of your faculty because they're there to work with you. And it's their favorite part, too. Okay? Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> That's awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for taking your time and Absolutely. doing this interview. I really enjoyed good. what you had good, to say. Good, good. And I hope sometime we can meet face-to-face. So you've got my cell phone. So yes. when this crazy COVID yeah. is done and we're on campus, I, I'm i up in Mary Hill then. And please text me and come up and say hi. I, think I will. We can have a cup of coffee together. At least I'd love to put a face to a name. And Yeah. Yeah, congrats on, on being in the school and being a student-athlete. That's so very exciting. I hope you have celebrated that in one way or another. Good. Yes. Very, very Mm -hmm. good. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I am excited to be on campus soon, and hopefully we get the chance to I would love that. So (laughs) thank you so much, and hopefully I'll talk to you soon. You have a good day, Scott. God's blessings to you. You too. Uh Thank you. Bye-bye.